The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to the crowds, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed upon the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should sprout and grow, he knows not how. The earth produces of itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. And he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples he explained everything. The Gospel of the Lord. So we're still in the earlier chapters of Mark's gospel, and just to recap, we saw that it follows a type of logic as we move through this gospel. And so we saw the Lord calling first his apostles, then we saw the Lord working miracles and drawing many crowds to himself, then we saw the examples of those who misunderstand what Christ is doing, and then those who not only misunderstand but actually blaspheme against the Lord. And so you have this example of bad discipleship, if you will. Then we saw the example of perfect discipleship, which was the mother of Jesus and her example. And then in chapter 4, it goes into the reception of the Word, which is the primary activity of a disciple of Jesus Christ. The reception of His words and His teaching, to sit at His feet and to learn from Him. A disciple must first learn from the Master, in order that the disciple can then imitate the master. And so we have to learn from Christ that we can then imitate him. But our imitation is not something that is separate from him. It is an imitation that is worked also by his grace and his gift. But in this chapter, we've been looking specifically at the reception of his words. And to receive the words of Scripture is our first activity as disciples of Jesus Christ, to know what he teaches first and foremost. And so what St. John Chrysostom says in this commentary of this scene, he says, The kingdom of God, as the Lord says here, is as if a man should scatter seed upon the ground and should sleep and rise night and day. And he says that the Lord is this man which comes. So it's God himself who has now become incarnate, and he is now this man, truly man, truly God, who has come to cast this seed upon the earth, which is his divine truth, which is the truths of his words. And then what happens is, St. John Chrysostom says, he sleeps and rises day and night. He says this is a reference to the passion and death of Christ and then his resurrection. It is the activity of Christ, the mysteries of his life, which give power to us, which give virtue to us, which give grace to us in order that we might be saved. And so the Lord preaches, 
but he also suffers and dies for us. He also merits for us this beautiful grace of salvation. And then it says, and the seed should sprout and grow. So we see that it is from his power and his grace that the seed of life that is within us by his grace and by his preaching and teaching, it sprouts and grows, it gains life. But then it also mysteriously says, he knows not how, he knows not how. And so the church fathers, they struggle with trying to understand how could the Lord not know what is happening in terms of the inner workings of his disciple. And St. John Chrysostom says that this is a reference to our free will, that the Lord's work of salvation in us is instigated and worked by him and by his grace, but he does not do it apart from our own free will. And so we have to willingly cooperate with the graces of Christ by his grace. And so there is a certain part of this action of salvation in us which we must will. The Lord will not save us against our will. He will not work contrary to our free will. And so St. John Chrysostom says that this line, he knows not how, is a reference to our participation in salvation that we must willingly participate in the graces that come from Christ and willingly receive his words and meditate upon them. The earth produces, he says, of itself. There is a work that we must do in cooperation with God's grace that is also by his grace, but it is truly a work of our free will as well. And he says that the fruit that comes from the reception of the seed and this word, as St. Jerome says, the fruit is first the blade, as it appears from the earth. And St. Jerome says that this blade represents the fear of the Lord, because the fear of the Lord, as Scripture says, is the beginning of wisdom. And so this first blade that appears from this work of God within us is first and foremost the fear of the Lord, not a servile fear, but a fear of offending one whom we love, a filial fear. And so this fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, But then he says, just as fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, charity and love is its perfection. And so he says, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And that full grain in the ear is the perfection of charity in our life. And that love then causes us to act in a way that we know God wills, which is according to his love. And then he says, when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. And this is how we are judged at that final judgment, which is based on the measure of love and the love of God and the love of neighbor and our perfection towards love in our life. Love is the measure against which we are judged in the end. And then he says, and he goes into another parable, with what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like a mustard seed, the smallest of the seeds, and when it is sown into the ground, it becomes the biggest of shrubs, with branches that even the birds of the air can come and nest in. And St. John Chrysostom says again that this also represents the contemplative life that we are called to, this life of interior prayer and recollection, as we were saying yesterday, where we take this insignificant, these insignificant words in the Scripture. They appear as if they are nothing, but they have power and potency. And in meditating upon them, they bear this beautiful fruit in our interior so that the birds of the heaven can rest in their shade. And St. John Chrysostom says, the birds of heaven are the souls of of the just, of those who love God, those who dwell in heaven in their interior while still on earth in their physical and exterior, right? 
And so the birds of heaven dwell in the shades that come from the fruits of Scripture. It says, with many such parables he spoke to them, as they were able to hear. And so each is received according to the capacity to actually hear and receive and understand the word. And so the Lord speaks parables, and he still speaks them to us today, that we can meditate upon them, take the scriptures into our interior, meditate on it, and allow it to have a life within us, this life of grace that comes from Christ, but requires our own, participa our own participation and our own free will. And we pray for that grace that we might respond to this movement of Christ, which is for our sanctification and salvation, that we might respond with our free will, submitting ourselves humbly to this work, that we might be made perfect in his love. Amen.